0: is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me. My guest today is Jenna. I am super excited to have her on. She's a manifester. You all know how I feel about manifestors. I mean, I love all of you guys equally, but there's certain types that just fascinate me, and that would be manifestor. She's a 2-4. My husband's a 2-4. I also like two fours. I guess I just like everything. Anyway, welcome, Jenna. Thanks for being on. Ah, oh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I've been looking forward
1: to this. Yes, uh, like you said, I'm a 2-4 manifester and emotional manifester, more specifically. Yeah. And uh, I'm a poet. I'm an artist. Um, I just recently published my first, well, it's not my first book that I published, it's my second book, but my uh, illustrated poetry book. I did all the illustrations, all the poetry in it. Oh, that's awesome. So that was really exciting, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much my world. Um, Other than that, I have a background in uh, psychology. Um, I've been in the mental health field for a long time, and just over the last, uh, five, six months have started to cut that back and really dive into, uh, trying to be an entrepreneur. So,
0: yeah. Right. That's fun. Isn't it? (laughs) Yes. What, what are you, are you, when it comes to this entrepreneurial entrepreneurial gig, is it creative that you're doing or yeah, I thought so. I saw from your Instagram, um, your handle, the sunshine artist, and you've got the one a channel, which is hello, like creativity times a million. My personality son is gate one, so I kind of get the creative self-expression energy. Mine is, is this basically, and a couple of other things that I consider like creative in general. But you, I love that you can draw and do like classical creative things because that's super neat. Cause I that kind of stuff. is not my, my jam, but my best friend also has the one eight and she's a jewelry designer. So I love to see it come out because I feel like she glows now. She quit her job to do jewelry designing full time. And now she's just like glitter. It's so great. I love it. It's
1: beautiful to see it come alive. I I feel like it was something I repressed for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew that I was creative and I loved it, but being a manifester in and of itself, um, Sometimes we feel the, you know, and me being an emotional manifester, mm. I feel so sensitive and so deeply. Mm. And, you know, like when somebody rejects that, it's, it's painful. Yeah. And as a two, four, you know, other people pushing what they see as my gifts on me and me being like, yeah, but that's not me. And that's mm. why I actually ended up in the counseling field for so long. Um, everybody saw my unique talent to be able to connect with pretty much. Natural, yeah. You're naturally good at stuff. And so, you know, like, Oh, you'd make a great counselor. Everybody loves to talk to you about like mm-hmm. everything, tell you their life story even when you don't ask for it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. Exactly. That's so funny.
1: But uh, Yeah. So, you know, I, I did what my family and some, friends of my family teachers you know thought mm-hmm. I should do And I put aside my art and it really broke my heart and Aww. um I came back to it over the sorry that like chokes me up oh my gosh okay
0: I I, I'm gonna cry <laughs> at least once during this podcast so don't worry
1: <laughs> so uh yeah that was an emotional um roller coaster for me really you know trying to come back to me as a, a person mm-hmm. and um i was doing um during the summers we would work with youth camps and ch- children's camps in my job and i worked in the schools doing um drug prevention education mm-hmm. um and bullying prevention and social skills yeah um, loved connecting with everybody, you know, especially when I would get to work with like smaller groups or like one-on-one with kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing that kids were generally pulled to me was like, they, they found out I was an artist that, cause I would, you know, carry bags with my designs on it. Oh, and, yeah. and that was the instant, like the kids, I would say kids saw the creativity, me, you know, whereas it was more like adults would push more of, other things on me, more logical um,
0: things, more responsible. Yeah, yeah, this is and, how and you'll I mean, make money. How do you do that? How do you do
1: that? And mm-hmm. I couldn't explain it. And oh, everybody was so like, cute. to you, you be an art teacher or something? I'm like, I like, I didn't understand and have the language then to mm-hmm. explain. No, I, I'm a two four. I'm not here to explain it. I'm just meant to do it.
0: Yes, I feel the same about the three six energy because I'm a three six and. I've been approached to teach human design and like put together courses and things like that. And I'm just like, I just want to share people's human design with them and talk about it with other people. And however that looks okay, but I don't want to teach. I don't want to have a course. I don't want to, I think it's also doing the same thing over and over. Like, I don't want to be doing that. I want to connect. And I think you're the same with the two, four, especially that fourth line is you're like, I, I want to connect with the people. And I think it's really brave of us to say, <clears throat> no, I don't want to teach that yeah. because people assume if you're good at something and you really enjoy it, you need, you should teach it. Cause that's a <laughs> great way to make money and you're already doing it anyway. And yada, yada, yada. And it's, it's not the same for people who don't want to teach, like, I don't want to teach other people how to do it. I want to read for people. I want to talk to people. I want to connect yeah. And to to take something that we could make money with and say no thank you. Other people are like, well, that's why? crazy. Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't have the energy for it. You don't have the energy for it. No. We are non-sacral. So we have to be careful where we put our energies. And I could tell when you were speaking, like you were putting your energy in places that you didn't want to and now you get to put it where you want so it gets very
1: yeah yeah exactly thank you for getting that because most people don't and that's something I love about projectors projectors are like my little like snuggle blanket
0: I love you guys thanks we love you too um you have you have like projector you're the you we connect with you because of the non-sacral but then you have the initiation magic which is like (gasps) oh Oh this is cool cuz we're like wait for the invitation over here and you get to start the stuff so it's very like and I also feel initiated by manifestors a lot of the time where they don't do anything or say anything that has that that like pushes me to do something it's just the energy of being around them and I'm like oh I'm going to I'm going to do this thing I'm at least going to start it I'm going to third line start this thing because of the energy of this manifestor and it can be really neat like that's how I feel about it. Very neat. We don't really have the energy to do stuff, even when we're together. But um, it helps that you have a motor center, at least. And this is what we kind of came together to talk about: is your motor center. Um, I've talked about emotional authority on the podcast before, the very beginning, but it's kind of a mystery to me. <laughs> and half of the population is emotional authority, so even if you're not a manifester, like, this may very well be your authority, and it could be great to learn something about, and I'm excited to to talk to you about it, because, like I said, it's kind of, I get it, but I don't get it. (laughs) That's kind of how I say it, so um, why don't you, why don't you just kind of talk about how emotional authority feels a little bit, and we'll branch off from there
1: the wave, like I loved when I learned about the wave, it made so much sense to me, Mm -hmm. because a lot of my poetry, like even going back, like eons, you know, to when I was younger, like I, there's talking about waves and this emotional crash, and it makes so much sense to me now that I'm expressing it that way, because internally, that's how it feels Mm -hmm. like this, just up and down, and it can be more gentle and subtle in those, like when it's just kind of going up, the wave, mm-hmm. and then when it reaches that peak and there could be like nothing on, going on around you, making you feel sad or like anxious or whatever that feeling is. The melancholy is a big one for me because of the 1222, mm-hmm. um, so I feel that a lot. And it I can get really pulled into it and it's like that romantic energy. And so mm-hmm. I love watching romance movies and reading romance novels um, because they have that romantic feeling and it's poetic and i it's it's got the teary jerky
0: side to it but then it can have a happy ending i hate that stuff because i don't want to feel it like i don't like sad music i don't like sad movies or books or anything like that i like everything happy and i thought it was because i was like oh i'm a super positive person no i don't want to feel it you have the emotional awareness and the capacity um, and the, some of the wiseness to feel it and to want to like lean into the feeling. And I'm like, oh my God, get that away. from It's so, it's so funny how that works. It's like, I can watch what I'm in
1: the mood for, like what's really, really resonating with where I'm at in the moment. Or like my mom passed, uh, my adoptive mom passed away back in 2020. And that was really, really hard. Yeah. And my first instinct, uh, when, when it happened, my significant other was um, out of town for a work thing. Mm-hmm. And just getting that news and being home all by myself and having to deal with it all by myself. I mean, I talked to family, but I got to the point where I couldn't talk anymore. I just needed to process. I needed to be in my hermit mode, that line mm-hmm. two. It was just calling me to crawl in and, Um, the 12 side of my gay uh of my channel emotional channel was just like just be alone with these feelings, Mm -hmm. process them. And I put on what about Bob? I love that movie. I recommend it if you need a good like laugh movie. I mean, that one is it was a feel good, you know. It 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 has its like it's quirky. Mm -hmm. It's and I love it. It just every single time when I'm in a really bad low and I
0: need a good laugh, that is a good one for me. Oh, cool. I'll remember that. Cause yeah, I don't, I, I used to think other, like, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm much like above you guys emotionally because I don't, I don't want to listen to those things. I don't like those things. And it's really like, I can't handle it. Like I get, I'll get, I get too sad. I don't, I can't get myself out of it. And I feel like a lot of times emotional authorities can, can empathize with other people and can feel into their emotions and then pull back and they're not like stuck in it. And I feel like I can get just, I just get stuck and I take it on as my own. And then it's this whole ordeal. Um, So yeah, I just basically avoid all that stuff, (laughs) Um, which is, I mean, it's not good. Avoidance is not a great thing, but I mean, it's just movies and music. So it's not like it's the end of the world, you know? Um, but yeah, I love how you talk about the wave with emotional authority. And if um, you have emotional authority and the wave doesn't, you're like, what does that mean? Really? It just means that your emotions come and go in waves that are not necessarily, there's not necessarily a pattern, but I feel like, are there, I guess I should ask you, are there things that necessarily trigger your waves or are there things that you're like you know a wave is coming or it's ending
1: or anything like that um I actually uh track my emotions so I I have an app and I've been tracking it really consistently for a year and a half now um I was doing it here and there with like a, a my journal before that but like when I'm in a an, a funk with my moods, I really dive in with my journal as well. And I can, can kind of go back and reference between the two because I date both. Oh, nice. Um, and, and so it's really helpful, but I I've learned that my wave is usually approximately seven to 10 days. So I can feel when I'm kind of in this, like just kind of falling into the depth of it mm-hmm. and then hitting the higher point. So I can track where i'm gonna hit neutrality now um for the most part and it's it's interesting because for me when i'm in because i'm in a manifester as well we have our rest cycles yeah so my rest cycles coincide with my emotional wave oh, wow. so when i'm at the lows of the wave i'm more tired and exhausted <laughs> and i need that deeper rest and extra rest Whereas when I'm in the, you know, coming out of it and I'm in the feel good phase and running run, running high and mm-hmm. you know, feel good, I need less sleep. I mean, I still need more than most people because well again, yeah. I start. Very yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel like I'm just like going through the day like uh, like full of fog, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I hate that fog feeling that is the worst.
0: Yeah. That totally makes sense. I love that you track uh, your emotions, and I think that that's a good tip for for anyone who's interested in this emotional authority thing. It really hits me in the logic part of my human design of like, oh yeah, track it, and then you can look back and see, and all those kind of cool stuff. And when you talked about neutrality, um, that's kind of where you're supposed to make decisions. When you have emotional authority, you 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 should. Try to avoid making decisions in the high or low of your wave and kind of go in the middle somewhere. Yeah. And I'm sure this takes a lot of practice because you don't know where middle is sometimes, or especially when you're beginning. And I think a lot of times I wanted to bring this up. People look for 100% clarity. People oh, are sorry. like, I need to be, oh no, I need to be 100% clear. And I, when I was learning about human design from my mentor, uh, Jess Fields and and uh, Teo Montoya, they mentioned something about emotional authority is never a hundred percent clear. You get close, and then that's that's it. Like you get close to clarity, and there you go. But waiting for a hundred percent clarity is net is going to be very frustrating because it's never coming. Does that sound right? Yeah, and and people ask, well, how
1: do you know? How can you feel in your body? Like one again, I'm not in that high, and I'm not in that low. I'm in kind of at this just base like I feel calm I feel centered like this is how it feels in my body I feel at peace I feel calm I feel mm-hmm. centered peace. and being a manifest words. you know peace is my signature yeah you know, when I'm in alignment so like I just feel peace inside and out and it's unexplainable it's deep it's inner knowing mm-hmm. um is that clear cognizant yeah so Yeah. I'm just, it's an inner knowing and inner feeling. And, you know, that's a feeling I can relate to going back so young. Like I recognize that feeling Mm -hmm. and I, it's like this almost deep tingle from the top of my head to the tips of my toes that I just feel if you can think of any place in the world that just makes you feel that good at peace. You're just the word, like you don't
0: have the words to describe Mm -hmm. it, but you're no, you're doing a good job. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and that, that's, that's where it is. I mean, yeah. for me, that's like, I might not know if it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing in the end, but I just know, i oh my God, I've got to do this. There's an unexplainable feeling. It's right for me. Mm-hmm. And that's, I feel like
0: a lot of times we want to explain that to ourselves and we're like, no, I have to explain it. I have to, this has to be pros and cons and I have to have a hundred percent. Yes. And for us, it's for you as an emotional manifester, for me as a mental projector, that's not the case at all. And I totally agree with you when it comes to, you can't, you can explain the feeling, but it's like, because I have uh, environmental authority. So there's a whole bunch of stuff I'm supposed to go through before I make a decision. And it's all very vague, getting out in different environments, soundboard, that kind of stuff. And people ask me the same, mental projectors ask me the same. How do you know when it's the right time, when it's the right choice? How do you know when to act? How do you know when to do this stuff? For me, I would say number one is practice. You don't know it. Like as soon as you learn your human design type, you're not like, oh, I'm emotional authority. I know my way of seven, to 10 days. I'm a lot. Like you have to practice with it. And for me, that was a little bit easier because I'm a third line. So I'm, I was like, well, I'm just going to set this thing on fire and see how it goes. And so I practice, I figure out, what environments I like by going to those environments and saying, I like this or I don't. (laughs) Um, It can change too. That all changes with um, my type and yours. A lot of things are temporary, but I love the way that you said it. Like, It's just a trust that you kind of get with yourself. And I think practice is a big deal and really tapping into yourself and doing inner work however that looks for you as a person it could be traditional roles of like therapy and things like that or it can be meditation yoga getting out in nature reiki like all whatever makes you feel like you trust yourself a little bit more than you did before absolutely those are the things that kind of move you in that way. And again, I don't really feel like I ever have 100% clarity. I just am like, okay, this thing, um, there are very few types, I think, who get 100% clarity in their chart. I'm going to try to think of one, splenic manifestors, maybe?
1: Maybe. I
0: don't know. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so I love that you say that. And I think it's really helpful to, that you described it physically because not everybody will have those feelings, but some people will. And they'll be like, Oh my gosh, she said that tingly thing. And I feel like the tingly thing. And then they'll try it and maybe they'll experiment and they'll go, Oh yeah, that was the right choice. It didn't end up going the way I wanted it to go, but ultimately that was the right choice. And that's the other thing about human design that I think is important to, to mention is when we have the feeling to go or to act it's not necessarily because we see what we want ahead of us. We're like, oh, I'm going to touch that button. I'm going to get what I want, the right choice. That's, that's what we're going to get. To me, it's like a little bit of a light to take one more step forward. Okay, a little bit of a light to take one other step forward, but I still can't see all the way. And nine times out of 10, I get to the end of the thing and it didn't end up going the way I wanted it to go or I thought it was going to go. But I know ultimately that was the best way for it to go. So I think sometimes we can look at our chart and go, okay, if I follow these steps, I'm going to get to the pot of gold that I want exactly the way that I want to get there. And really this human design thing is about seeing a little bit at a time and trust again, trusting that the way that you're going is going to end up being correct for you. I I like to,
1: I like to think that my urges, my creative urges as a manifester are kind Mm -hmm. of like this, they're related to my emotional wave in the sense that there's no certain, the certainty isn't there. It's just trusting the process. It's murky in the beginning. There's this feeling. You just know that there, that you're, it's something you have to do. Mm-hmm. Something you have to try and, and you're going to take it one step at a time. And like you said, it starts to kind of unveil itself a little bit at a time. It's like, just like the curtains opening on a stage mm-hmm. when you're about to watch uh, a theater production, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. It's like, it's, you can start to see the audience, uh, the, the actors a little bit, mm-hmm. and then you see the full stage at the mm-hmm. end.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it might not be what you expected, but in the end, you know that it was r- the right
0: choice. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because you trusted yourself the whole way. And that's a big part for me. And I think that's a big part for a lot of people is trusting yourself and that you know what you're doing because we rely on so much outer feedback to tell us what to do and how to do things and what's in and out and fun and not and all these other things. And as an outer authority, that can be hard for me because I am supposed to look outside of myself to kind of help myself make decisions. So having having to work on separating looking outside of myself in an objective way, rather than getting myself personally into everything has been a big part for me um, when it comes to this. So trust your yourself and your body when you're trying things and practice, because it's going to be, it's, it's not going to be perfect. It's going <laughs> to, it's going to take a little bit of practice. And if you have an emotional authority, write it down or voice note it or whatever, and see if you can track it like as an experiment. That's how I like to look at it. That way, it yeah. doesn't seem as as woo woo for some
1: people. <laughs> if somebody,
0: I first started
1: tracking my emotions like a few years ago with bullet journaling when I was mm. kind of really into that for a phase, um, and you know, so I would have fun little artsy things and how I could track them. You know, so there's there's journals where you could track them that way. You could do it writing in your just normal journal. Mm. You could do it. There's so many apps lots and lots of great apps. Yeah, I'm sure uh,
0: there
1: is. And the app that I use, oh, I can't think of the name of it. It's on my iPad and I'm on my iPad with this.
0: <laughs> <too>. <laughs> no worries. I'm sure there's a ton of them.
1: So oh, I um, wanted
0: to get into um, your emotional channel, really, because you know that you have, yeah, just the 1222. And when we talk about the emotional wave, it is colored by the channels that you have you're connected to your emotional solar plexus center. And um, I think the 1222 is interesting because um, as I told you before, I have the 12, my husband has the 22. And when you're around somebody that connects uh, your gate to another gate, make a full channel so that you have defined centers that you don't normally have. This is very similar to when I talk about the transits. It's kind of just a little bit of spice into your life. It's not, it doesn't change your design. It doesn't give me emotional authority. Thank goodness, because I don't think I can handle it. But um, it kind of gives you the feeling. And when you were describing it earlier, the melancholy, all that stuff, I was like, yeah, I, this is totally right. So why don't you um, talk a little bit about the 1222
1: channel? Um, well, for to start with, the 12 side, which is the part that connects to the throat, has that caution um I think it's Mm -hmm. called the gate of caution
0: I think so yeah I have it Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) that you know and and whether you actually feel open that's the other side like the channel makes up the channel of openness Mm -hmm. and the openness comes more from the 22 Mm -hmm. um but the 12 makes you sometimes be like put on the brakes I'm not sure if I'm in a spot where I want to interact I want Mm -hmm. to I'm ready to open up and communicate to people. Um, And so it's best to not, especially if you're an emotional authority with this channel um, or with these gates, then you're not going to want to interact if you can help it when you're not in the mood. If you're in a bad mood, it's trust me, people are going to know. I, this stands out to me in my mind, like, I don't know anything it just in, in particular, because, um, years back when I first started in the counseling field, um, I had an, an anonymous review that had come in for me at the end of the school year mm. from somebody in the school and this professional, which I have no idea, idea who it was that was in the school that I worked in, um, has said that I was, um, I've just forgot the word. There goes my open mind and my mm-hmm. my, open, my Ajna and head center. There, um, abrasive. I was mm-hmm. abrasive, and I most people would not describe me that way. I'm I'm friendly and I'm open and I'm personable and I'm charismatic and mm-hmm. you know bubbly. My my birth mom she calls me her her bubbly girl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know just. It's a very That's,
0: 1222 energy. Yes.
1: So,
0: like you said, most you're people open. see you as a social person because you want to let everybody in. But because of the 22, there are times when you're not feeling it and it's apparent. My yes. husband has personality Sungate 22, and I, I've noticed that very much with him. It's, yes. I can tell when he's, he, it's just like a moodiness. Like it's not really yeah. anything big, but then you're around people who have undefined emotional centers. And they amplify your moodiness and make it seem like a huge deal. And then you're like, well, it's, it's not a huge deal. Leave me alone. You know, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of, that's kind of some, sometimes what I do to him is I amplify his moodiness when I just need to wait because he's going to have um, a little bit of clarity in there somewhere. And then it kind of gives way to this creativity, right? Is not kind of how it yes. you know, works. And since I have the channel
1: one eight as well, um, you're highly creative. I, I mean, creative just literally flows through me. Um, awesome. Being a manifester as well. I mean, come on, that's a natural creative energy. Mm-hmm. Whether you consider yourself a creative or not, you know, um, whether that's, you know, a designer or an artist, painter, or whatever, but, you know, creative doesn't have to look like that. Yeah. You're creating,
0: I, you're initiating, you're
1: starting. Right, things. right. So, I mean, I just feel like creativity is just like the core of who I am. And if I try to press it, it's, it's so hard. It's so painful. Mm -hmm. I mean, but like you can see the moods in my, you can feel the moods Mm -hmm. in my poetry when you, you read it or even in stories that I write because it's coming from the mood, the way, where I'm at in my wave. Mm-hmm. So the way that it's being expressed and communicated, you know, to the outside world, mm-hmm. other people are going to feel that emotion that I was feeling yes. when I wrote that. And if they're an you know, emotional being, they're probably going it, to, it's not going to be as, in, as intense as mm-hmm. somebody who's taking it in, who's a non-emotional being, you know, they're probably going to feel that, much stronger I would think so I I mean
0: I think that's really cool yeah I think it's I like I said I think emotional authority is super interesting to me and I love all the different waves and all the different types of ways that it can manifest itself Um, the 1222 is normally described as a less intense wave most of the time Um, so I think if you have that wave, it would be especially helpful to track your emotions because if it's already subtle like you're probably not noticing it very much. So write it down. Um, Yeah, I I wanted to ask you. um, Do you think that there are certain that there are energies of people that affect your emotional wave. Yes, absolutely. Like, that trigger it? Yeah. Or even just affect it really in any sort of way.
1: Okay, getting out and let let me start with getting out in nature. There's something about getting out in nature that just, it it makes me be more at, like, that peak of, oh, I'm in, I'm in heaven. Like, Mm -hmm, I'm in, I'm so at peace in nature. And part of that, again, is the two-four part. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, loves nature. Um, So um that makes me feel really good if I'm having a really bad day getting outside and just like taking a walk and being by myself that is a great way for me to be reflective or even if it's just an anger um when I'm in mean, my not self theme uh, that it's been triggered you know as a manifester anger is our uh non-self mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that that can come up pretty quickly and abruptly, you know, if something happens that it just triggers us. So yeah, that can happen. That's always fun. That's yeah. another like an emotional authority that's not necessarily directly linked to my emotional wave. Anyways, um, but yeah, there's certain things that can definitely trigger it. Um, I hate to say this, politics, that's definitely a big one that can trigger mm-hmm. certain things. Um family members love them love them but they can uh when I feel like my boundaries have been crossed and I feel like I was pretty well set in my informing and Mm -hmm. people not listen I think that's a big one for me um you know just little life things can definitely trigger those emotional waves movies like you know conversations looking at arts um, I, I would say that that can definitely play with the, because I love that you said that, you know, emotional beings can, kind of, like, they can empathize with other people's feelings because they can relate, mm-hmm. you know, they really it get not feel
0: as scary. I don't think they're not like, ah, like li- emotions, like scare me. I don't like them. I jump away from them. That's my initial reaction. And I've realized that there's really nothing I can do to change that initial reaction. I just have to be like, oh, Actually dip your toe in, like see what's going on, and I feel like a lot of emotional authorities that I've met. It's not that you're more comfortable with emotion; it's just exactly like you said. You look at it, you go, okay, I understand that. Like I see, I've I've felt that before. I, it's probably going to go a little bit like this, and people like me are like, it's just like a crazy monster, and we don't know where it's going to go or what's going to happen, and it's very unpredictable. So I think it's interesting when people talk about emotional authority because sometimes they can sound like. Your emotions like rule you, but I really feel like you rule your emotions and you can look at it objectively and be like, okay, this is what's happening. Like, I think this if is how it's not- gonna go. yeah, like I think if you're you've
1: been on the discovery of like really learning your who you are as an individual, whether that's from a human design perspective, a psychology perspective, or just really getting to know yourself as an individual through meditation, whatever. Um, I think it's important to like be in tune with who you are as an individual and really that helps you be more emotionally wise mm-hmm. rather than totally. uh, being in a more like a shadow aspect you know mm-hmm. um, because otherwise you're gonna be on this on the opposite side and you're gonna be more reactive mm-hmm. rather than coming from a more objective take a step back I I used to, definitely when I was a teenager, I would say that I probably leaned into more with identifying with the feeling and Mm -hmm. as the feeling rather than now, you know, as I've matured and become an adult and really gotten to know myself and understand myself and have language, different tools like human design that have given me the language to better understand myself and be like, okay, I can take a step back from this. Is there something going on in the the world around me that's causing this feeling or is this just part of my emotional wave and you know what there's not a reason for it it's just there and i can just let it be i can you know let it speak to me if because sometimes there's it is there for a reason i mean it's not anything necessarily out there in the world that's causing it but i feel like there's even with it just being a motor that it it cycles through it naturally i think that there's stuff below the surface That sometimes it wants to bring up that maybe you were unconsciously aware of Mm -hmm. and your subconscious is like hey there's this thing that you know maybe happened 10 years ago that Mm -hmm. is now like I feel like we're ready to look at and maybe you deal with it like forever ago but there's this new layer that's coming up that's like hey we're ready to deal with this and I'm Mm -hmm. dangling it at your fingertips so you know feel into it but don't identify as the feeling it's, it's more like uh you know me we're working with kids i've taught them to say i feel you're not the feeling
0: mm-hmm.
1: feelings are neither right nor wrong they just are yeah. so whether you're an emotional being or a non-emotional being dealing with your emotions and emotions that are happening around you be like okay there's this feeling that's in me what's going on is there anything really causing it or can I just play with it and be curious and let it show me something? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the artist in me speaking this this way, um, but I, I that's just how I love to handle my emotions. And mm-hmm. like, I befriend them. Like, okay, anger or, hey, sadness, I, I got you. What's, what's going on? Let's talk about this. I've got mm-hmm. you, you know? Yeah. Rather, you know, if you give them a personality, and and a name it's not so scary yeah but speak to you because they'll have something to tell you when they're ready but you don't have to like be like ah you know just play with it you know cross the ball and let it sit down have a cup of tea with it you know don't yeah invite it in make it feel well give it a seat at the table but don't let it know that there's boundaries yeah leave soon (laughs) (laughs) right, you're not staying here forever. I'll listen to you. I I want to understand what you have to say. I'm here for you, but you know, don't get too comfortable.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like that a lot. And it's really interesting because the emotional uh, solar plexus center is the most conditioned center in human design. So there might be people listening to this going, oh, I don't, I, I don't, that's not how I deal with my emotions. I don't know how that works. Blah, 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 blah. But You probably have been, everybody's been conditioned from childhood on, um, to deal with their emotions in particular ways. And it can take a lot of unlearning of things that we've learned and a lot of compassion and awareness and trust in yourself. So it takes work, like you said, to get to places like that, but there's little steps and little things you can do, just like you said, um, to open up your mind when it comes to emotions, because I I personally think a lot of people, I, I was born in the eighties. So I think a lot of people around my birth time were, were taught that emotions were bad, any sort of negative emotion, which I agree with you, emotions aren't good or bad. They just are what they are, but we were taught there are negative and positive emotions. And that yep. negative ones are bad and you should avoid them at all costs. There's no reason to be there. That's weakness. And you want to be in strength. That's what I picked up as a child, when it came to emotions. Um, and I've always been a crier. Like I, I confrontation makes me cry Really, Everything makes me cry. And, and I was always very self conscious about it. So that was always tied to my emotions of like, hide this, like, this is weakness. Don't let anybody see this, um, pretend like it's not there and it will go away. That's essentially how I was taught to deal with emotions. I think a lot of people were taught to deal with emotions that way, negative emotions anyway. And now it's becoming A very apparent that it's much better to sit with your emotions and be uncomfortable than pretend like they don't exist. And that's for all energy types and all people. Absolutely. Yeah. So I I love that you said all that stuff about the emotional center. And like I said, it's super there's a lot of deep conditioning that can be there. And when we talk about conditioning and human design, it's really just stuff that. Um, kind of gets in your way, roadblocks you. When you're talking about the not self earlier, that's perfect in um, human design. Your not self is really a, a signpost saying, hey, look at this decision again, or you're going this way, maybe stop a minute and think about that. Maybe you need to go this way or backwards, or maybe we just need to wait. Maybe it's just a timing thing. Um, but the not self theme for the manifester is anger. So If you're a manifester and you feel anger, look at why you're feeling angry, understand that it's temporary and that there's something behind it that's saying, Hey, look, we open your eyes to what's going on and be compassionate with yourself on your journey, because there's something that needs to happen right here. And that's why you're angry is because something needs to happen. Um, So projectors is bitterness, which when I learned that I was like, Oh my God, this makes so much sense because I would always have this sort of energetic feeling towards things. And I couldn't describe it. I was like, "This, I'm not mad. I'm not sad. I'm annoyed. Like I'm just, ugh. and the way I would talk would be like that, like with an attitude, like, uh, blah, blah, blah. and that to me is very bitter. And so I could hear it and I was like, Oh damn, that's bitterness, man. And I didn't want to admit it because I didn't want to be in my not self, but truthfully we're all going to be in our not self at one point or another throughout our life like it doesn't go away we don't learn how to to not be in our not self we're not evolved above it it happens to all of us all of the time there's not self themes in the particular centers like there's a whole bunch of stuff that's gonna present itself to you to say hey look at me but it's not it doesn't want you to be like oh I'm angry gosh, I'm a terrible person. Like, why am I so angry? Oh, this sucks. I'm just going to avoid this anger. Let's go do something else. It wants you to look at it and say, why is this happening? So that you can adjust accordingly. And I know anger sounds like, like mean or wrong or like, but I, I mean, I, I know a few manifestors and I really feel like that's kind of how it presents. And it's not anger towards, usually it's not anger towards any one thing or one person. It's just like a general feeling of like anger. And and that to me is, is when it's interesting is when it's like, well, I don't think I'm angry at this particular person or I'm not. A lot of times I feel like some you can turn the anger onto yourself and you just get yes. mad at yourself.
1: A hundred percent. And sometimes that looks like when I went to school and did my you know, master's in counseling and I was working in the field for so long, I felt resentment. Mm-hmm. And it was this deep seated anger within me and towards family members. It, mm-hmm. And I never, I never expressed it outwardly towards them. Um, my grandfather and I, we had a really hard situation with our, our communication going back about 10 years now, and we just started to mend this. And he told my sister that he thought I was angry at him. And I didn't, I knew that I was, but I Mm -hmm. never verbalized it to him. Mm -hmm. But he felt it. He knew it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have to say it. I didn't ever try. I wasn't trying to be that way. But there was this because I felt like he was one of the ones pushing me to go in this direction that I did, mm-hmm. felt out of alignment for me that yeah. I didn't want to go in.
0: And manifestors and, should not be yeah. pushed. No, <laughs> don't tell us what to do. No, no. No. <laughs> yeah, that's Even a big thing. manifest generators.
1: I mean, my, my other half is an MG. And uh, I'll tell you, sometimes we have this back and forth of don't tell me what to do.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and it sounds, and I love that you can embrace this stuff and go, no, this is me. I don't really like to be told to do because a lot of people want to be open and accepting and adaptable and yeah, whatever you need. Yeah. I'll do that. Yep. Cool. I'll do everything. They want to be, they give too much of themselves and for you to have that boundary and go, actually, I prefer to tell myself what to do. And it's cool if you have an opinion, but. I'm probably not going to follow it. And if I don't ask for it, you probably shouldn't give it. So that's, yeah, I love that energy that you can, that you know that you have boundaries in that. That's
1: wisdom. Um, that was years of uh, dealing with unconditioning. Um, that's been part of my deconditioning process. I was a huge people pleaser, huge. Sometimes I still catch myself in that little you know, I gave myself so much to other people and and really, uh, you know, forgot about myself. Mm-hmm. And that would make me feel angry. I didn't express outwards towards anybody, but inside I was so angry. Mm-hmm. And, and so anger doesn't have to look like you're you know, being outwardly angry towards everybody else, but it can good be in very internalized and unhealthy. It can make like you
0: sick. Fire. Really. Yeah. you got fire in the belly, but not in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense that you're internalizing it because all, you don't want to be angry. You don't want to be outwardly angry because that has, that's bad to be yeah. angry. Like you shouldn't be angry. It's bad, which is wrong. Like an anger is in motion, just like happiness, just <laughs> like anything of the other emotions and to outwardly express it as long as you're not like punching people in the face or like verbally abusing people like that's not what we're talking about we're talking about anger we're just talking we're talking about like you said a fire that's not doesn't feel good like it should be expressed it should be able to be expressed and there should be a place where you can do that and if you haven't found that I don't I mean yell it out in your room or yeah um I did (laughs) I was
1: I have the, the Wii and the Wii U, and oh. there's this boxing game on there.
0: Oh, that's um, great for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's, there's The ones for like where you, you, you know, like you're punching the punching bag. You know, that's a pretty common one with the Wii Sports. Uh-huh. But there's another one called Gold Sports, and it's, it's a boxing game. And I love it because I can get that physical energy out. Yeah, that's great. Or going for a walk, going for a run, journaling. Sometimes you need to move, there's that energy that's trapped in you. Mm-hmm. that's just like when you're around other people that, you know, light up centers for you that you don't usually have, and you need to get that energy out yeah. movement is a good way to do that.
0: Yeah, you're totally right. I have seven undefined centers. So I know you have a lot of undefined centers too, that we have to get it out. And usually, usually it has, it's, it's better done alone or outside or yeah. somewhere you can be out of other people's aura. Or for me, it's just an expansive space. Like, I get, yeah. it, it's hard for me to get out my energy and my apartment. I love my apartment. I'm caves, so I love my apartment. But when I get out, I almost literally feel like my head is float is lighter. Like my whole body is kind of floating a little bit, and it's like leaving my body. And I would never say that before I went about human design. I would, I'd be like, that's weird and woo woo. Like I just like to be outside because everybody likes to be outside. Blah. And now I can, I will describe it and I have confidence in the way that I'm describing it. And I don't care if it sounds weird to people. I don't care. And I used to care a lot. So for anyone listening, human design teaches you how to not care as much as as hard as, as uh, about so many different things, because we only, to me, we only have this one life. And so I want to focus my energies in the places that make me the most happy and caring about shit doesn't make me happy. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm. I i do not care about that anymore. So I love that part about nature and about getting out. To me, like I said, expansive space where you, there's yeah. nothing above your head, if you can, or just a huge mountains. space. Mountains. I live in Colorado, so it really helps me because I'm by the mountains.
1: <laughs> I my because because you know I'm passive mountains. Oh my nice. Most, so actually, getting out in nature is really helpful because it opens up my perspective. Mm-hmm. My other half loves loves to pick on me and tease me because um he he endearingly calls me bird brains which (laughs) is it's trust me it's not anything mean. No, I I love my
0: husband calls me a bird too.
1: Go ahead. (laughs) I love watching the birds. I will I will I will be like watching a bird and like trip over the sidewalk because I'm just caught up in that expansive. Environment, it feels good and freeing for me. Yeah, yeah. I, there's no
0: greater feeling for me. Yeah, I'm the Not- same. I'm like, look at this tree, look at this, look, look. I'm always like, whoa, what's happening? And I used to never let myself be that way. I was like, Meh. like that's too in the clouds. Like I, I wanted to be very logical, very grounded. It makes sense as a mental projector that I really wanted to push the logic on myself so much but that's not the way as a mental projector. It's like the opposite. So it's kind of crazy that that's how it goes. Um, this has been such a great conversation. I'm so happy we um, talked about emotional authority because like I said, I'm kind of clueless about this one and I'm happy to have someone who is, has worked with it and experimented with it so much. Um, is there anything else maybe that you want to add in about emotional authority before I ask you one more question?
1: Mm. I just say I think it's important to to be playful with it. I think I think that's really true of any part of your design. And anything you're learning, you know, just be playful with things and be curious and open. Yeah. And you know, because when you're you're taking the pressure off yourself, yeah, you're so seriously. You know, yeah, yeah, it and we can do that. We can get caught up in doing that and self-doubt and fear and you know, we, those are things that we all experience, mm-hmm. no matter if you're an emotional being or not, you know, it, it just comes through. So just, you know, take a step back and be playful with it.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And when I, sometimes when I tell people their emotional authority, even the words they are like, what? No, I don't want this. Like they don't, they don't even know what it is, but the word emotional just goes, they don't like that. They're like, that, ugh, ugh. that's because I,
1: I know growing up, uh, me being sensitive, you know the word sensitive Ooh, that's a bad thing you're an emotion you're emotional you're you're sensitive you're whine, whiny that that was another one my big sister used to call me a uh, big baby uh mm-hmm. she'd pick on me why you gotta cry so much and yeah. you know yeah no
0: <laughs> yeah and I think to me emotional authority is you have such capacity for emotions and you almost have I know when we talk about undefined centers, we talk about being wise in those centers, but I almost feel like you have a built-in emotional business. Exactly. And it helps you to not be so afraid. And so when I, when I talk to people about emotional authority and if if I say the words of like, Oh, I'm like, no, listen, like it's nothing to be afraid of. This doesn't mean that, I mean, you're emotional. We're all emotional, but this just means that we, you have some stuff you can look at here. You have some stuff you can experiment with here to really work with this—the emotions that you will always have as a human being—and you can get really clear about it, and really, like you said, we, you can get really um, intelligent about emotions for yourself and for other people. So, um, I think that emotional authority is obviously huge because mo- it's most people's authority. Uh, but sometimes I think you'd be a little bit misunderstood and a little bit like, yeah, oh, I don't want that thing. I don't want it. Get that well, away from me. <laughs> I think part of that is because you
1: know, well, and maybe this is me talking as a manifester and people telling me I'm too much. But I think a lot of emotional beings in general experience this because that emotion can be so intense mm-hmm. and. So I think right now it's a gift that me being a, a manifester on top of that and really having that people tell me it's, I'm too much. I'm too big. My energy is too large. So wow. my emotions too big, you yeah. know, for the handle. And I think that, you know, that a lot of emotional beings really experience that a lot as well. And so I want you to know that's okay. And don't be hard on yourself. Be gentle, be compassionate with yourself. I have a podcast that I just started. It's called quiet um sorry <laughs> quiet wisdom quiet strength the wisdom within see i do know the name of my own podcast quiet <laughs> oh, yeah. strength the wisdom within and that's because there's this strength and wisdom that comes from all the different centers in our bodies including the emotional intelligence of our emotional center mm-hmm. and i'm i'm talking and having conversations about you know your inner authority your higher self, your intuition, and just being playful and, you know, compassionate and gentle with yourself. Uh, and and I think that those are important conversations to have because we can be so hard on ourselves. We're our own worst critics. And it, and it comes from, you know, the conditioning that we experience as humans, no matter if we're emotional or not, uh, emotional beings or not. Um, you, don't be so hard on yourself. And I know that that's easier said than done, but again, taking that step back and just breathing for a moment, you know, finding that happy place, whatever that looks like for you mm-hmm. and where you can feel like you can breathe and just, you know, look yeah. at it
0: from a different perspective. Yeah, it takes practice. Yeah, absolutely. Quiet strength, the wisdom within. I will check it out. That sounds awesome. Um, my final question for you is a fun one. If you could be any other type of, than what you are for like a day or a week with a small amount of time and nothing will happen. Like you don't affect anything in the world. <laughs> Which one would you like to try on like an outfit? I, this is sad. I, uh, an MG, I agree with Holly because- <laughs> I love it too. I love
1: it. It's, I can relate to part of half of that, you know, mm. half of that, that being, the that energy- um, as a manifester, i already re- relate to the manifestor part yeah but i don't have the energy and I don't have the capacity to do all the things that i want I do just
0: just even for a day sometimes you know mm-hmm. my husband's a generator and sometimes i'm just like oh i mean i use his energy but it's not the same just like you. Know yeah it's not it's No. And I agree. Like when I interviewed Holly, I was the same. I was like, MG, MG. And now I go back and forth because sometimes I'm MG and sometimes I'm manifester. I'm like, Mm. you know what? I kind of don't want the energy. I kind of like that. I don't have all the energy and I like to be chill, but I would like to have a little bit more power, a little bit more boost behind my design. And I'd like to have a little bit more of a like not give a fuck attitude and like a and i feel that very much about manifestors so i go back and forth sometimes i want to be you sometimes i want to be a manifesting generator i think so I would, otherwise i would want to be a projector honestly <laughs> yeah if you had to pick another non-sacral energy, <laughs> you guys are so
1: open and wise like i said like a snugly blanket. i just want to but maybe that's just me as a manifester. But to me, you guys are snuggly and and you 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 have so much you want to give and share. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like, I, you know, I have family members that are projectors to my brothers. Uh-huh. Uh, and And my heart breaks because I feel like they have so much that they have to offer that people shut them down and don't want to listen to them mm-hmm. because, well, they don't wait for the invitation. No, but, you know... <laughs> I, I think that their, their gifts are being waste. not, I, I hate to say the word wasted, but you know what I mean? You want I, people I'm to sure see people them. Yes. I want them to feel seen.
0: Yeah. you. I understand that because I think we give that energy off sometimes and other people feel, especially other non-sacrals are like, oh, they want people, more people to see them. I hope other people see them. And that's why I think a lot of times... Um, I'll get my biggest cheerleaders from that is because people are like, I want you to see this person, look at her. And I'm like, I don't feel that special. So I'm always like, well, okay, I guess I'm here, but um, I'm getting more comfortable with the idea of recognition. And I think that for, especially for people who don't know anything about human design and projectors, the idea of recognition is not something they want. Like, we don't think we want that. We're like, no, that's, we don't want to be seen or recognized. I don't want people looking at me. Like it doesn't, for me anyway, personally, that never felt comfortable and that could be from my conditioning growing up a lot of different things but when i learned that recognition was something that i was need essentially that was real hard for me cuz i like to be independent and i didn't want to have to need something from another person so i think that for projectors and that might be a general feeling of i don't want help i don't want i don't want to need you i don't want like i want to i got this myself we want to be very independent. We want to be, I mean, we are kind of, I, I mean, even depending on your circuitry, but even if not that just as a projector, we're efficient and we do things really fast and we don't really want you anyone to help us because we're efficient. We're doing it. And we're showing you that we're faster. That's, that's what we try to do is like, look how fast I am generator, manifesting generator, look at us go. We see it and we want to do it, but we want to do it faster and better. And we don't need help with that. We don't want help with that. So I think for a lot of projectors or new projectors, learning that we're here for the other, we need the other, especially my authority. I need other, like other, other is so weird. And so like, I don't almost when I first learned about it, I'm like, I don't want to give my power away, but that's not what it is. It's taking my power back by observing things rather than immersing myself in them. And that has been a huge shift for me is realizing that as a projector here for the other, I don't have to immerse myself in the other. I don't have to take on their stuff. I just should be, lead- I call it leading from the side. I'm not really here to lead from the front because Almost I'm not- like Huh? Almost like a cheerleader. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not really here to say, okay, follow me, do this thing. I'm going to check in with you. I've got all of these programs for you. Like, let's go. I'm here to be on the side like, oh, you're doing good. Oh, you have questions about your human design? Oh, here you go. Oh, you're doing great. Oh, thanks for reaching out. Good to talk to you. Like, that's kind of how I feel with my people that I've read for before is they'll reach out every once in a while or I'll reach out to them just to say, hey, like, I see you, I'm here. I'm on the side over here going, just like you said, it's you, or shoot They're like, like if there was a race or something, I'm on yeah. the side like, yeah, you guys are doing great. Exactly. And I don't leave. So I'm still there supporting, but I'm on the periphery. Like I'm not like, in it. Like they're giving you space to do your thing and you're giving them space to do their thing, but you're still working together. Yeah. Just I, I just don't want them to know they're, that they're supported. It's just, right. it's not as involved. I'm not here to be as involved. I have an undefined identity center, but my incarnation cross is in my identity center, <laughs> identity center all four gates, um, the Sphinx. And it's from what I've read it's leadership by being yourself. sixth line, totally. Like that's really what it is. And the sixth line is not here to to march in the front and to have everybody follow. The sixth line is to go and see if people come with us and if they do, great. And I'll leave you here if you're done and I'll meet with this group. And I, I'm not really here to pay attention to who's following along. And that was a big thing for me to learn. And I just went on a whole tangent about projector because you said how much you like projectors, but- I think it's important sometimes to look at the types and the yeah. authorities and the profiles from different sides and different viewpoints yeah. and go, oh, okay, like there's a lot of different types of leaders, there's a lot of different types of guides, there's a lot of different types of initiators. Like it doesn't look the same for everybody. And once you feel the click, like I did of, oh, I'm not here to teach, oh, I'm not here to lead in a traditional way. Once I felt that in my body, I got so much trust and confidence in saying, yes, I'm here for this. No, I'm not here for that. I'll do this. No, I'm not here for that. I'm working on a, a podcast collaboration with somebody else that has to do with transits. And when we were soundboarding with each other, because she's also a mental projector, I was like, it has to be short, it has to be this, like, I have to, it has to be inconsistent, like, we gotta, I don't want it to be something where it has to be this time this day we record, this time this day it comes out, like, I'm trying with, like, radical inconsistency here. Yeah,
1: I do that with my,
0: I was trying the first three
1: episodes of my podcast, I, I was, it was, like, the same day, but, not, like, last week I recorded on Monday rather than like Sunday. Actually, I think the first time it was a Saturday, then the next two weeks, it was a Sunday. Yes. And then it was it really matter. because no, the energy, I have to do it when the timing is right. Mm-hmm. I, the, and that's a big thing about emotional authority. Just want to point that out there. Cause it just hit me timing, 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 because you do have to feel through that emotional wave. And I know particularly with my channel, like I said, you're going to feel open and ready to communicate and share when the timing is right. If you're feeling closed off and and it's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to talk. I don't want to interact. That is not the time to be doing it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. And it doesn't mean anything's wrong with you or that you're doing it wrong. It's, it's listening to your own body and trusting that you're special and you're important and you should do how you feel. And that's, I think a lot of times people don't listen to timing because they don't think it mat they don't think that they're important enough to to honor their own personal timing. It's like, no, it's the timing of the world. Like we're going, I'm going. It's like, no, we're not. And that that's especially hard for non sacrals girls is we're not here to be going. So uh just like you said, when it's not the time to make decisions and when you can feel that in your body, then it's okay to wait. And your body is wise. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> and if the decision goes away or if the opportunity that's I think a lot of times people think, Get FOMO, and they're like, "Well, then it's going to go away if I don't say yes or no right now. It's going to go away. If it does, then it wasn't been for yeah. you. it wasn't for you at that time. Maybe it'll come right. back around. Maybe it won't. But if it goes away, then then it's not right at the time, and you can move on to something else. And that's right. another big thing is you don't have to grab on to everything. Same thing with projectors; you don't have to grab on to every right invitation and say yes, yes, yes. Because right. you're going to wait for the invitation."
1: one more sorry these little things keep popping up oh no it's like just like with the timing we don't have to we we want to take the time to feel through things because we could feel excite and um uh, generators Hey, okay? mgs generators where you're feeling those pangs of excitement and you're an emotional authority even though you have that sacral and your sacral might be going okay yes i've got you've got the green light here if you've got the emotional authority, even though you are also sacral energy, you also need to wait for that okay from your emotional authority yeah, and be like good point. no no the timing, not just yet. Wait, wait for it now. Okay. It's like yeah. waiting at a green light, you know? Yeah. Red right, red, red light, green light. No, no, not quite yet. Time. Okay, you've hit yellow. We're getting close. And you can feel it in your body. I can't explain it, but you if you tune in and it takes practice, lots and lots of practice. It's okay to to fall and stumble and get back up. Don't let that discourage you, you know, be patient with yourself, give yourself a lot of grace, a lot of love, Mm -hmm. you know, be gentle and try it again and, and keep writing, you know, in your journal, keep notes, you know, about it because it will, I tell you, it will be a game changer, huge game changer.
0: Yeah. That's excellent. I love that so much. All right. Well, why don't you tell us where we can find you Jenna on socials or website or whatever you've got.
1: Uh, well, you can find me on Instagram is where I like to hang out the most. Uh, it's the underscore sunshine artist. Um, and then, uh, I have a link tree in my bio on Instagram. You can find all my other things, my artwork there, my book you can find, um, Oh, I don't think I've added my Tumblr. I just recently created a Tumblr account. Look
0: at you, um, though, initiating.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you know, all the things are there. I, if my Tumblr is not there, I will make sure to you know add it. I don't think my my Twitter is there, but I don't really play that much on Twitter. So Instagram I, is the place. To find me. I'm an Instagram gal myself,
0: Janelle Turner HD. That's me. Um, thank y'all for listening, and thank you so much for being with me, Jenna. This was really fun. And we will catch y'all on the flip side. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.